Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast. My name is Debbie from NDIS Property Australia and you're listening to SDA Unlocked where we delve into the supply and demand data for specialist disability accommodation in different areas around Australia. Today we're talking about the Gold Coast in southeast Queensland. Uh, main reason being that we've been recently approached by an investor group that are looking at different uh, development options on the Gold Coast and they want to have a bit more of an understanding of the potential, the market trends and any specific considerations in terms of building SDAs in the Gold Coast. So we did a bit of a deep dive into the data and have come up with uh, some interesting facts that thought it might be um, good to outline in an episode here. So just to give you an idea for those who are not so familiar with the Gold Coast, uh, a fairly large area in southeast Queensland running basically from Brisbane down to the border of New South Wales. Um, it is a SA4 region on its own. Um, that's the statistical area for. Uh, and it's made up of five, sorry, 10 different statistical area three areas. So we can break down a lot of the data into those SA3 areas. And um, they vary wildly. So I'll touch on a couple of those areas a bit later on. But for now, I'll concentrate on the overall SA4 data. So to dive right in, um, what is the participant demand for specialist disability accommodation on the Gold Coast? Currently, we have 388 SDA-funded participants, of which 160 are currently seeking a dwelling. Um, this is quite an interesting statistic in itself because that's actually 41% of those are already in an existing SDA dwelling. That is a quite a high figure compared to the rest of Australia. In fact, it's probably the highest percentage across the board of participants that are already living in an SDA dwelling looking to move. I'll go back and discuss that a bit later, but basically um, we know there's a good demand as well because the number of NDIS-funded participants that have SDA funding is only 2%, and we're expecting it could be up to around 6%. So we know we've got a long way to go in terms of potential participants who will be applying for and getting approved for SDA funding and need to move into a house. So that brings us to the supply. Currently, we have 193 existing legacy and new build dwellings 
on the Gold Coast. So 161 of sorry, 162 of those are new build, and 31 of those are existing legacy. I'm going to now convert this into places because that's often more of a relevant um, st- uh, statistic. So when I say places, I'm talking about the number of tenant rooms in a property. So out of those 162 new build properties, we have 231 places. 31 existing, 57 places. So overall, um, we have 193 dwellings, 288 places for 388 participants. So already we have a gap of 100 participant places on the Gold Coast. Let's have a look at the pipeline. Currently in the Gold Coast, the pipeline is showing 57 dwellings, 67 places. That brings us to a total of 245 enrolled and pipeline dwellings, 355 enrolled and pipeline places. 355 places for 388 participants. Still a gap. Not a big gap, but that is still 33 participants that wouldn't possibly be able to get a room in a home on the Gold Coast. Not to mention the other 4%, so that's about another seven to 800 potentially uh, SDA funded on the Gold Coast. That's at the current numbers of NDIS participation. That's not taking into account any growth in the NDIS over the coming years. So what we're looking at is actually a massive, massive undersupply. Now that brings me to going into detail of the different areas and and where we're looking at that potential supply and demand gap. And when I look at these areas, I am seeing some areas with very little numbers of participants or SDA and some areas with larger numbers. So to give you an idea, the area with the largest number of SDA-funded participants is the Ormo Oxenford SA3, and that is actually the northern end of the Gold Coast. It's it's um, up heading towards Brisbane, and it takes into account such suburbs as um, Coomera, Oxenford, Ormo, Yatala, um, Helensvale, Hope Island, Pimpama. We do know there has been a lot of development there, um, but there's obviously a also a large demand. So, in fact, it does have the highest number of demand with 264 potential SDA-funded participants, although currently there's only 135. Um, we do have in that area uh, also the largest number of dwellings, being 68. Now, most of those are new build. What is really interesting is that 43% of those participants, so this is greater than the average across the Gold Coast of 41%, 43% of participants in the Ormo Oxford area are already living in an SDA dwelling, but they're seeking an alternative. And the fact that the majority of those dwellings are new build is really interesting. That's telling us that the participants are not looking to move out of old legacy or existing not fit for purpose homes 
They're already living in a new build SDA, but they want to move. Why would that be? The main reason that I can see is that these were properties built at the beginning of the SDA um, scheme. So we're going back three, four, five years ago. And they were built to minimum standards. They were built maybe in the outlying new developments that don't have the infrastructure around them, not necessarily where the participants wanted to be living. And there are houses that are just meeting the basic requirements that don't really serve a purpose. They're not fit for purpose. They're not enabling these participants to live with the um, the supports that they need. They're not enabling them to live with the independence that they want. So they're looking for an option to move into something different. That's telling us what we've been saying all along. You really need to be building above minimum standards. You need to be building them participant-led with the participants in mind because if you do that, then the participants will not want to move out of those homes. And the fact that nearly 50%, nearly one in two participants wants to move out of a new build current SDA dwelling is really highlighting a big problem here. And and this is something we've known from those areas that went in early, went in fast, developed a lot of SDA without really understanding what was required. Those properties are now facing vacancy risk. So I'm seeing this sort of across the board as well in all the areas of the Gold Coast does seem to be significantly higher than a lot of other parts of Australia, but is also on par with a lot of the areas in Australia where that early development was. So it's really a big lesson, and I think people that are coming in now can gain a huge amount of knowledge from from these lessons learned. Um, Areas like Western Australia that are still in the much earlier stages of SDA development, really need to understand this as well and be building fit-for-purpose properties that go well above the minimum design guidelines to make sure that they are not going to be facing the vacancy risk that these early built properties are. So just to go into a little bit more data, we've gone through the Oxenford-Ormo area where we do still have quite a gap despite the number of properties there and builds there um, being, yeah, 400, sorry, 4,400 NDIS participants, 264 potential SDA-funded participants, 135 funded participants, and 129 in a dwelling with 64 seeking So that's 64 people currently looking in the Ormo area. Now, the next biggest area to look at is the Southport area. That is the region that is just south of the um, Surface Paradise region. Sorry, I think it's just north of the Surface Paradise region. My apologies. Um, And that has got – there's a lot of development around there in general – In terms of NDIS numbers, we've got 67 SDA-funded participants out of a potential 128, so again, 3.1% do have funding. We have 59 are currently living in a dwelling, and we've got 28 seeking, so that's that's quite a decent number out of that total. 
160 participants who are seeking a dwelling on the Gold Coast. Um, those are the areas really with the majority. The the next biggest drops down quite significantly. So we're going from 129 in Ormo, 59 in Southport. Those are the participants in a dwelling down to North Gold Coast, which is the area that is above Surface Paradise and Southport, bordering on the Ormo Oxenford area. So Gold Coast North, we have 34 participants currently in a dwelling um, out of 42 SDA-funded participants, but that's only 1.4% of the potential number of um Sorry, when I say 1.4%, 1.4% of all NDIS participants. Uh, so a potential number of 175, 1.4, it's only a small amount currently have funding in that area. So we can see that that's a potential for more participants to get funding. And I guess this brings a point to participants showing the funding are often appearing where there is the demand because – the properties are being constructed. The providers are out there looking for the participants. They're then helping the participants get the funding. So that is reflecting what we're seeing here, that where there is more supply, there is more demand, simply because of that fact. The participants are c coming online because the accommodation is there. If there's just no accommodation there, there, I guess, is less likelihood for as many participants to go for the funding um, because there's just no housing there. They're maybe not being approached by their providers to suggest this as an option for them. So it, this is bringing out a lot of really interesting uh, things for consideration in my mind. Um, the third largest area is actually Broad Beach. Again, it's in that inner beach area, so Broad Beach is um, just south of Surface Paradise in the um, on the right on the coast there, and again, so it's one of the most populous areas. Potential sixty five SDA funded participants currently thirty one two point eight percent, thirty are in a dwelling, ten looking. So. This just highlights that those areas really that are needed, when you look at the overall number of participants in each area, we've got the Ormo-Oxenford area, Southport area, the uh, Gold Coast North area, and the Broad Beach area. Now, interestingly, Coolangatta and Mudgeribar, two more SA3s, also have a higher number of NDIS participants, but they do have a much lower number of SDA-funded participants. So those are also areas to look out for. The issue in the Gold Coast and really the main reason why um, I guess there is still so little development is the cost of land and it's probably one – it's probably ground zero has been talked about the Gold Coast of Australia's housing crisis. There has been so much migration to the area over the last few years and just not enough development. The prices have gone up. The median price of a property on the Gold Coast now is a million dollars. So land, building costs, building difficulties have just made it not a feasible option for people to develop this. It was 
four or five years ago, and that's where we see that spurt of development in the Ormo area. But we're not getting many now, hence that pipeline of 52 dwellings in the entire SA4, because it just hasn't been feasible up until now. Now, some of you may have been listening to other episodes on the podcast where we've been very excited to delve into the uh, the repercussions and the meaning of the new SDA benchmark prices that have just been released. Um, I see this as changing things quite significantly because when we have a lot of participants that currently can't access SDA, a lot of the reason is that they have a funding level that is too low, or up until now, it's been that they have a funding level that is too low. And so someone who has a high physical support dwelling um, they're holding out to get participants with high physical support funding to maintain a, an income that is going to keep that as a feasible investment. Now the new prices basically mean that they can consider participants with the lower levels of funding, improved livability and fully accessible to move into a high physical support home. And we know that pretty much the vast majority of these dwellings have been built to high physical support, 134 out of 193 enrolled dwellings are high physical support. So that will hopefully change things. It will also, with the increase overall in prices, hopefully that will now allow developers to come in and, and start to build properties that are going to be feasible investment options, whether it's a larger developer, whether it is um, for individual investors. Um, but overall, there is a big demand here, a really big demand. It's just really imperative that you uh, talk to the providers on the ground, find out where their demand is, their participants, where they are, where they're looking, where they want to live and really focus on building participant-led fit-for-purpose properties, as we say all the time. So I think that sums up the, the overall Gold Coast supply and demand data that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I hope you have found that of interest, and if you have any more questions on on these stats or if you want to talk about anywhere else in Australia, if you'd like us to record an SDA unlocked episode on a different area of Australia, um, please let us know and uh, look forward to doing this again next month. See you then. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.